Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Good morning and welcome into Life Planning 101 right here from Eastland, Texas on this Thanksgiving week in 2023. Happy Turkey Day, everyone. And keeping in line with that, I want to tell you about a prank by a 13-year-old. Thought he'd put a rubber chicken in the oven. And, you know, mom would get a good laugh. Ho, 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 there's a rubber chicken in the oven. Well, didn't realize that normal adults actually usually preheat the oven before putting the turkey in. (laughs) This is a very good segue into what we're talking about today because we're going to hopefully impart a little bit of wisdom and adulthood in your life when it comes to investing. Yes, I do think, you know, the majority of people out there, I hear it over and over again, uh, feel like this 13-year-old and they're really not sure how this world of financial instruments work. And and that's why we have a job. Uh, but but in reality, you know, our goal right here on Life Planning 101 is to be able to help educate our listeners, educate our clients, and um, help people live life on purpose. And in order to do that, you really have to have good information at your fingertips to make logical decisions. Otherwise, your emotions are just running amok, right? And especially when it's attached to your finances, because we all know how hard we've worked for those dollars or what those dollars mean to us, what they mean to our futures. You know, having that healthy relationship with money is extremely important. And uh, obviously, that's a that's an entirely different show for a different day. But today, we're going to focus on CDs. And the stock market, because there's a big question out there. I mean, CDs are actually paying something and not just CDs. I'm talking CDs, treasuries, money markets, all this short term money. I mean, you go out there and find four or five plus percent with this kind of money. So what does this mean for you when you have this stock market that's that's kind of crazy? Because, you know, parts of the stock market have been just sailing, but then parts of it have been really dismal for a couple years now. It's pretty ugly. So I want to be able to get into the nuts and bolts of all this and help you have some solid information to be able to make wise decisions about your future and not put a rubber chicken in an oven, not knowing that it usually gets preheated, <laughs> right? Um, so with that being said, I want to start and, and, and get something very straight up front. This is not a recommendation, this show, for any single stock, any single strategy, any buy or sell a financial instrument. It is purely informational. And its intended purpose is to help you look at logic versus emotions when it comes to your dollars. Because it's easy to get wrapped up in the advertisements and the recency of what is actually going on today. Now, unless... You have been solely investing in what is called the so-called Magnificent Seven Stocks, which are Alphabet, Apple, Amazon, Meta, Microsoft, NVIDIA, and Tesla. Yeah, the markets have been a pretty dismal place for a couple of years, and you may know that all too well, right? So these stocks are mega cap technology bulls. And by I mean bulls, these things are something that you just go, wow, I cannot believe how much these things have just climbed and climbed and climbed and climbed and climbed. 
The S&P 500, which, by the way, is 500 of the largest stocks in the United States, which of, of these, these seven stocks are part of that, okay? And that's up almost about 15% for the year. I mean, obviously, as I'm speaking, the market's open, so I don't know exactly where the numbers are, but it's up about 15% year to date. And unless, unless you pull out these seven giants, without them, the index is pretty much negative for the year. Think about that. This means that one of two things is happening with your portfolio, okay? Your investment portfolio. Uh, first of all, it could be sailing and you could have seen tremendous returns. I mean, if I were to look back over the last couple of years, I think these seven are up 40 plus percent. I mean, it's unreal um, how much these things have gone up. Without them though, the index is negative, right? So it doesn't look so great. So should your portfolio look so great? Because if your portfolio resembles what the Magnificent Seven have done, and by the way, if you take a look at the uh, NASDAQ, I think it, it's weighting something like 50% of the NASDAQ. It's, it's an unreal number um, of the returns over the past couple of years. So if you actually look at this, then you probably have a highly concentrated position in these seven stocks if your returns are matching those returns, which means that you could be taking a lot of risk. I mean, first of all, you're diversified across seven mega cap technology bulls. So how much faith and confidence do you have in any one company or seven of them, I should say? You know, it takes you back in history and you can just remember uh, stories such as Enron. And here's a company that a lot of people thought was an amazing company and what happened. Um, and putting your your faith and hope in one company is is obviously a lot of risk. I mean, the market has its inherent risks by itself, but um, and diversification isn't isn't necessarily a foolproof protection of your portfolio. But one of the reasons that you do diversify is to diversify against company risk and having those concentrated positions. So I think it's important to first of all look at that. Two, so if, if that's not happening to your portfolio, if you're not having these tremendous returns over the past couple of years, then truth be told, it's probably monotonous and uh, to say the least, frustrating because you're probably north of flat, barely for the past few years, but not much. And uh, you have, you know, some risk that you're taking to be able to accomplish that. So it's very frustrating especially when you see CDs and treasuries and money markets over here making 4 to 5%. It also means that you probably have a fairly diversified investment portfolio. Now, that's not a guarantee. I don't know what your portfolio looks like, but you're probably wondering if you need to be doing something different, like the CDs, the treasuries, the money markets. Why not just have your money there? Well, that's what the show is all about today, is to be able to ask yourself, are CDs just as good as investing in the stock market? Where should I be having my money with all of these changes that have gone in the world? Because let's face it, the world is a different place than it was um, three years ago. Well, that was COVID. Okay, so that can count. The world is, it was a different place than it was five years ago, right? We're in a um, high inflation, high interest rate. Um, supply and demand looks very different. AI wasn't even in existence then. I mean, this is just a, a very different world. So what does your portfolio need to look like? And I think that's a real question that that you need to be able to get answers to. And the one thing that I want to encourage you to ask yourself during this next break is what is your time horizon? Meaning, 
how long is this money invested for? Is it invested for the rest of your life because you plan to retire with it and die with some of it less because you don't want to run out of money before your last dollar? Is it planned to be invested for a finite period of time just to save something to liquidate and purchase? Or, you know, what is the money for? And be asking yourself that question because you can't answer one without the other. So when we come back here, right here on Life Planning 101, we are going to be talking about CDs and investing in the stock market. Uh, what should you be doing? You're not going to want to miss it. back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services here in Eastland, Texas on this Thanksgiving week. Be sure to visit us online at www.kennedy-financial.com and uh, join our podcast, join our newsletter. By the way, this entire um, segment today is actually in written form. So you can pull it. And there's going to be some charts and uh, pictures that I, I talk about here in a minute. So you might want to be able to see those and you could subscribe to our weekly life lessons and be able to get this, which is uh, extremely powerful because we are talking about CDs versus the stock market. Where should you be putting the money? Uh, you might be frustrated if you haven't been invested in the magnificent seven over the last uh, couple of years that, you know, where Alphabet, Apple, Amazon, Meta, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Tesla, they're just soaring, Right. But if you take those out of the market, the market's like had this flat to negative return for a couple years. And it's frustrating, especially when you can see that you can earn CDs rates or treasury rates for four to five percent. What the heck? What should I be doing? Right. And why not have my money there? And this is where I want to bring in some knowledge, because in times like these, Okay, we get in the well in all times. It doesn't matter. We have we have two emotional attachments to our money. We have what we call fear and we have what we call greed. And some people's greed is more than fear and some people's fear is more than greed. In other words, um some people would rather not miss out than they would to see their money go down in value. And some people just can't stand the thought of their money go down in value. And that's something that we work really hard with as a firm with our um, individual families that we work with is to figure out what um, what their risk versus return relationship is. Because that personal relationship with money has a lot to do with how you're going to handle different economic times. And, and we've been through those cycles. We've been through really nasty cycles. Uh, 2000, 2001, 2002, the uh, uh, dot-com bust, right? We've been through the uh, Great Recession, as we call it. And, and we've lived with our clients in retirement through those periods of time. And we see how people react and, and what's important to know. Well, today's not any different. But we're just working more from the greed standpoint, if you think about it, because we're frustrated, right? So let's think about this for a second. There's this little thing out here called behavioral finance. We study a lot of it for the reasons I just told you. In some ways, we think it's more important to manage emotions than it is to actually manage money. Yes, managing money is important, but if we don't manage emotions and we can't keep people invested for their future, for their long-term projections, then they end up hurting themselves, Okay. So one of the things in behavioral finance, there's a lot of terms that you learn. One of the things that you learn is what is called recency bias. And by definition, okay, and this is according to Investopedia. I like their definitions, by the way. It says it is a tendency for people to overweight new information or events without considering the objective probabilities of those events over the long run. 
Economics, they don't happen in a vacuum. They don't happen overnight. They're not like day traders. It's not an in and out thing. They happen in cycles and sometimes they're very long cycles. And it's important to put in perspective of where you're at in that cycle and not just go off of what you're recently seeing. That is the point here. So in this environment, we are seeing high inflation, high interest rates, flat returns in the market, high technology returns, and people can make a lot of emotional decisions based upon those things that they're seeing, but it doesn't mean that it's good for them because really what's good for them is to look at the long-term and to make sure that you're positioned for the long-term. In other words, why do people buy high and sell low or buy greed and sell fear? It's this right here. They buy high because that's what's making money. I should have my money there, right? They sell low because, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't take it, I can't take it, right? They buy greed because they want that CD that's paying 4 to 5% when their, their investments are making hardly anything. And they sell fear because they don't like to see that volatility in their portfolio. We talk over the fence with our friend and our friend tells us, man, my tech stocks have made a 17% last six months. So you buy into those tech stocks and what do they do? You bought high. So now where are they going to go? Well, they could go higher, but they could go lower. <laughs> Is that really what you want to be doing? Because, you know, a lot of, if, if you put re reason and rhyme to what stocks actually are, they are companies. And isn't it smart to buy things when they're on sale? Don't you want to buy a company at the cheapest price you can get it, not the most expensive price that you can get it? That's why you think about with stocks. But what about CDs and short-term instruments? I mean, you're not like buying these when they're low or high and there's no crazy volatility, right? Right? Well, I want us to take a step back for a second and I want to talk to you about something called the after-tax real rate of return. And then we're going to get back to that question and, and really our main question for all of this. So after-tax real rate of return is this. It is your return minus inflation minus taxes. Okay? So if I make a 5% return on my CD and inflation is currently 3.24%, and my tax bracket, because that interest is ordinary income, hits my tax return, and that tax bracket is 22%, then my 5% CD really made me 0.66%. That's looking a lot more like those dismal returns <laughs> that we've been seeing, right? But wait, there's no risk, right? No risk. Oh, wait a minute. There's always risk. You know me better than that. Yeah, but there's not that volatility risk. That risk of going up and down and all the, the fear and greeting set in, you know, there's just a steady level return. I want to ask you, um, what were CDs like a few years ago? Yeah, they weren't near this, were they? So how long do you think this is actually going to stay around? How long do you think inflation is actually going to stay around? I mean, they've already curved a, a good piece of it. And um, truth be told, this isn't a new story for CDs. In fact, if you actually looked at CDs over the last 60 years backwards, which we did, they very rarely produce an after-tax positive return. This year's a good year for this financial instrument. Most of the time they produce a negative return. 
So when you compare this to a tax-managed portfolio, because if your advisor's doing a good job, they should be managing the taxes inside that portfolio, then your current returns might even look better than what you're making, right? But wait, wait, wait. Again, we're missing the point, right? The more risk I take, the more return I should get. I mean, I mean, invest in the stock market versus invest in CDs. Shouldn't I be making a lot more money in the stock market than I'm making in CDs over these last couple of years? Well, there's never guarantees with any type of investment. But over time, that's true. You deserve the return you get. That's what Aaron RCFA is already always saying, right? The more return, the more risk I'm willing to take, the more return I should get should get. Doesn't always work that way. In fact, there's times that you take too much risk and you get zero return. Um, But that's the case of it. So what does this mean? What does this all mean? If we're talking about these, okay, dismal CD returns in comparison to dismal portfolio return, what should I be investing in and why? Well, we're going to leave that for when we come back right here on Life Planning 101. You're not going to want to miss it. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. We are asking the question, are CDs just as good as investing in the stock market? Well, I want to tell you of a story that I read here recently about a Reddit user who turned his portfolio to cash in December of 2007 because he thought he could time the market. Okay. Now, December 2007, let's back up to that picture. Yeah, there were some things really wrong with market. In fact, we we saw them too. And uh, we started to really change the way we were invested. Everything was very overpriced at that time. So probably made a good decision here. Now, to completely get out of the market altogether, uh, that's for one to decide. But he thought he could time it. This was the thing, okay? Have you ever been known anybody that's able to actually time the market? So he sat on this cash for a few months as the market mostly just went sideways because that's, that's really what it did. I think it topped out right about right about there. In fact, our portfolios, I think, were a little bit later than that. Um, but yeah. And while he was sure the market would tank, it didn't. So he bought back in May. Well, dot, dot, dot. What happened in September 2008? Yeah, the Great Recession had other ideas behind this, right? So here's the thing. You try to time things. You're never going to be, you're ne- it's just not safe, okay? There's just no no two, two wins about it. There's just no, it's just not safe to be doing that, okay? So that's number one. Number two here is that there are never guarantees with anything. You have to ask yourself, how are you actually wanting to be invested? Are you wanting to play t-ball and be invested for the long term? Are you wanting to be this day trader to try to actually make a living in the market? And by the way, I'd recommend a lot more schooling than listening to Life Planning 101 for that kind of thing. Because unless you're a day trader, immediate gratification is a ridiculous ridiculous expectation for a long-term investment portfolio, okay? You aren't going to watch the Rangers win if you're at a t-ball game. It's a totally different animal, right? Economic cycles take time. 
with a long-term portfolio. You're trying to play t-ball. You're not trying to hit home runs and go to the World Series, right? And the good news is, with most investment portfolios, they're invested for the rest of your life because that's what they're intended to be able to do. So I'm going to ask you, if this is the first day of the rest of your life, how long is that going to be? Because I bet you have time. And if your advisor has done their job, your portfolio should match that time frame. So this in turn answers the question, why don't we just hang out in CD and short-term money land since we are getting the same returns as the market volatility without market without all the volatility? Well, the answer is simple. It is Black Friday, people. Without the Magnificent Seven, the majority of stocks are on sale or could be in their near future. Everything's been so crazy, right? So if you believe... And that old adage that, uh, you know, Warren Buffett really put the nail in the coffin with, we buy fear and we sell greed, we buy low and we sell high. Well, there's the deal. Should you be sitting on the sidelines or should you be looking at companies when they're on sale? And then the only question left is this. Do you have the patience to see it through? Because some of these same companies have been on sale for two years. Yeah. Do you have the patience to see these long-term economics through and watch economic cycles do what they do, watch markets do what they do, which by the way is often called climbing a wall of worry. So as I stated before, this whole thing is not intended to be a recommendation of any kind to buy or sell a financial instrument of any kind or, or a strategy for that matter. Um, the point is, is for you to understand recency bias and how that could be of playing an effect on your emotions about your money right now and making sure that you're thinking about things logically, you're not thinking about things emotionally. Because it is really important when the times get tough in the market, and I would beg to say that they are tough in the market right now because you have this magnificent seven that's soaring with a lot of risk. You have the rest of the, the market that's very frustrating. We have inflation, we have interest rates. Things look different than they have looked in basically 40 years. So it is a very challenging time. This is the time that you need to make sure your head's on straight and you're working with your advisor. You have your long-term plan set and that your expectations are being managed by what your future is dictating, not by what your immediate gratification wants. So it is Thanksgiving week. Let's be thankful. We get to spend time with our families. We get to focus on what matters most. Living life on purpose. This is just a tool to help you do it. Let's keep it in perspective. Don't get over fearful. Don't get over greedy. Have a long-term plan to help you live life on purpose. Focus on what matters most this week, guys. It's Thanksgiving. God bless you. Enjoy your family. And have no regrets. Happy Thanksgiving. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. Have a great week and join us next week right here on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. 
Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.